Hello, podcast listeners. This is Brett Kestenbaum, and you're listening to Covalent Careers Presents Identity. For those of you who have not heard Identity before, this is the story of I Care. This show will take you through the lives of your friends and peers inside your wonderful world. Essentially, I sit down for an interview with a member of the I Care community, and then I present the interview to you in a story-like format to keep it fun and entertaining. Along the way, you will hear a little about the history, inspiration, and present-day works of my guest, and they will also provide those of you who are new grads or new to the industry with a bit of advice formed from their life experience. You know, uh, I think, again, if, if whatever you do in eye care, whether you are a technician, whether you are an optician, whether you are in sales, you know, if equipment sales or pharmaceutical sales or contact lens sales, uh, whatever it may be, uh, if you always keep in mind uh, the best interest of the patients that you're ultimately going to serve, I think you'll always be successful. The patient comes first. I couldn't agree more. My name's Gary Morgan. I'm a optometrist in private practice in Peoria, Arizona. Gary, tell us a little about yourself. Give the listeners some background into your professional life so we can all get better acquainted. I've been practiced for 22 years. Um, recently, I've also become much more involved as far as doing some consulting for various companies in the uh, macular degeneration prevention space and visual enhancement um, space of eye care, uh, as well as um, doing some uh, some writing on the subject as well. And, and the main topic that I talk about is um, the dangers that we face uh, from exposure to blue light, probably more now than at any other point in history. Blue light, the subject of the modern day, the proclaimed enemy of the eyes. One thing stands between the world and the devastation caused by this destructive enemy, optometrists and ophthalmologists. They are the watchers on the wall, protecting the vision of our families and providing the gift of sight for a lifetime. For the first 10 years of my career, I saw a lot of patients with macular degeneration. And as a new grad, it got a little depressing where I'd see people essentially going blind and there was not much that I could do. Um, but probably in the early 2000s, I became interested in this concept of prevention. And this is after you know, the AREDS uh, papers were released. And in particular, I got in, interested in the um, in macular pigment and enhancing the macular pigment through supplementation, uh, lutein and zeaxanthin to begin with, and then later on um, moving to a supplement that had mesozeaxanthin in it called Macu Health. And I really found that, you know what? There's something we can do for these patients to try and keep them from getting the point of losing vision. And not only for the patients that uh, already have AMD, but these folks have families. And macular degeneration is a genetic disease. So being able to um, counsel not only the patient, but maybe the caregivers, the, 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 the daughters and sons and, and nephews and nieces that, that may bring them in for their appointment that, hey, uh, your mom or your father has this disease. This is a genetic disease that raises your risk 50% of developing it yourself. They didn't get this when they got old. They've been developing this disease for their whole life. So prevention is key with this. And the key is, is to um, do some things to essentially protect the eye from blue wavelength of light to um, hopefully maintain your vision later in life. What do you think is the most important consideration in the modern day when it comes to blue light? I think that's probably the biggest part of the story is, is what is really the danger that we face that can kind of, I guess, uh, accelerate the genetic propensity towards developing this disease and vision loss. Probably one of the most satisfactory things that I find in practice, though, is when I can talk to a patient and their family 
about things that can be done to maintain vision. This is a, a devastating disease for families to go through. You know, to see your mother or your father lose their vision, lose their independence. Um, you know, we work our whole lives so we can retire. Um, being blind during your retirement is not something people really bargain for. And it's painful for families to see the, see uh, family members go through that. So, you know, we, we have something we can do to, to hopefully prevent. Um, and that's in terms of supplementation. There's also lenses that we use now to, to filter blue light. iPhones, iPads, eye problems. We may be going through a technology revolution, but our eyes are going through a war. As we've heard, Gary is currently a guardian of our vision, protecting our eyes so we can enjoy the beauty of retirement in our later years. I asked Gary about how he made his decision to become an optometrist because, as we all know, it's really not easy to choose a career, especially one in healthcare. I started out in eye care as uh, we had a finishing lab in my basement as growing up, so I've been uh, edging uh, eyeglass lenses since the age of about 12. Uh, so usually uh, uh, my father was a, an optician uh, and worked in a, a, a very high-volume practice that uh, basically I would get up and edge 25 pair of lenses uh, before school every morning, and by the time I got home from school at the end of the day, my dad would have uh, come home from lunch and I had 25 more to edge before I'd, uh, you know, get to go out and uh, hang out with my friends. So I think, uh, you know, he instilled in me very early on a good work ethic. And um, that's, you know, probably where, where the interest began. Um, it wasn't all, you know, as, a, as I got into college, uh, I had dreams of being an accountant, but uh, figured out I was, I was failing my first year and uh, went to the guidance counselor and he, he asked me what I knew how to do. And I said, well, I've been making eyeglasses since I... I was a, uh, a child, and he said, well, why don't you be an optometrist? And that's kind of where, where it started then from there. The glory days of college fly by, and you find yourself alone again, ready to start off not as a student this time, but now as a respected professional. Let's find out how Gary started off his career following graduation. Yeah, well, when I got out of school, I um, took uh, the Arizona State Board, which at the time was uh, very restrictive and, and difficult to pass, and uh, for some miraculous reason, I, I made it. You know, I, there was four of us out of, I think, 62 or 63 that took it that, that passed the test. So I knew that was probably my calling and to go, to go out to Arizona. And um, I started out working in an ophthalmology clinic. So certainly I was seeing a lot of medical eye care patients. And again, this was in the Sun City retirement area. So a lot of AMD, a lot of cataracts, a lot of diabetics, a lot of um, epiretinal membranes, macular holes, those types of things. Uh, and uh, at the same time, I started my own private practice. So I would work uh, after hours there, essentially. I'd work, uh, you know, from 5 to 7 at night or in some Saturdays and, until it got to the point where I could cut a day from the ophthalmology clinic and cut another day and another day. And uh, over, you know, several years' time, I was in practice by myself full-time and probably hired my first associate about six months after that. And it's, it, w it had grown from there. It's not easy to take the leap of faith and start a private practice. That's why not everybody does it. And the jump from the stability of working for someone to venturing off on your own was something I was curious about. You know what? It's just having the confidence to cut the cord and, and just really go into uh, to your own practice full time. So, um, you know, you have to do what you got to do, you know, from a financial standpoint to uh, have it make sense to, to, uh, to get to that point. But um, it's, it's a slow, steady road. You know, if you maintain, I think, uh, I think it's possible to make it. 
you know, I wanted to start it from the beginning. Um, at the same time, I did have my uh, father, my mother and father moved, so I actually started the practice with my father, and he uh, ran the optical for us. So, you know, that kept him busy during the day, too, having a little private optical shop in a, in a retirement area. Um, and, you know, me actually being able to go and see some patients and generate some scripts at, uh, you know, at the hours that I was not uh, working for the ophthalmology clinic. So it just kind of grew from there. I continued talking with Gary about his practice, and our discussion reminded me of this quote by William Jennings Bryan. Destiny is no matter of chance. It is a matter of choice. It is not a thing to be waited for. It is a thing to be achieved. Just as a heads up, I apologize for the noise coming up in the next clip. Uh, There was a janitor cart coming by when I was talking with Gary at Vision Expo, and the noise in the clip is kind of unavoidable. Anyway, enjoy. It's always been my my desire to have, uh, you know, probably the most um, technologically advanced practice possible. In fact, uh, I started, I I named my practice from day one iTech Eye Associates, which was kind of a misnomer because probably the, the biggest piece of technology we had was an auto lensometer and uh, the associates, um, well, there weren't any. It was me. So, uh, but, you know, over time we, we added uh, high-tech equipment as much as we can, could. Uh, we ended up culminating in building a, a 7,200 square foot facility with, uh, you know, everything. From, we have a dedicated visual field room where we're doing a visual field every half hour for glaucoma patients uh, that you know, we, we manage a large a large volume of glaucoma patients in our in our clinic. Uh, having OCT, we were one of the first practices, both OD and MD, to have an OCT in, in our area. Um, you know, from retinal photography, from OptiMaps, from um, working with uh, some companies developing uh, products, proto- uh, using prototypes for measuring patients for what's called proprioceptive proprioceptive disparity, uh, a misalignment of the eyes that leads to ocular headache. So, you know, it's been fun. It's, we, we, we built a, uh, the practice around a very large pretest area, probably four times bigger than, than most, uh, I think, practices would uh, account for. And, you know, over the years, we filled it up. So that, that dream of, you know, really living up to the name of iTech Eye Associates, uh, you know, I've had uh, now at this, from actually uh, until last summer, I, I did I have sold the practice over the last uh, six months, but I uh, had three associates working for me at that time. So, and you know, every piece of technology under the sun. So it uh, it really did pan out over time. What did you decide to do after you sold your practice? There's a lot of great golf out there in Arizona, so I know what I would be doing. By the way, listeners, if you're ever out in San Diego and want to play golf, shoot me an email. I'd love to go out and play. I've traded one uh, one job in for four now, so... Yeah, I kind of look back and, and, and look at some folks that, uh, you know, may be in a different situation where they really are that nine to five uh, job doctor and they go home and, and uh, you know, do other things. Um, I don't know that I can do that. You know, I, I've, I've got other interests. I've got a lot of different interests in eye care. So, you know, to, to go home and work on a, a new presentation for another CE lecture that I'm going to give or, or speak with a company, um, you know, on uh, at different points of the day on on new projects. I mean, that's that's what's exciting to me, and I think in some ways it's even relaxing to me. So, well, I guess uh, some people would call that odd, but uh, it's just kind of natural. You know, in the end, I, I hope that the different thing, projects that I get involved in and, and, and the work that I do can be for the betterment of patient care. That's always first and foremost my goal is anything I do, put patient care first and, you know, at, at the top of the list. 
Um, I, that really kind of drove my decision to actually sell the practice as well, to free me up to do some more things to uh, help patients in general. Um, I, I kind of got to the point where I felt um, I may be a bigger benefit to, to all patients if I actually were in an exam room for eight or nine hours a day so that I could go out and uh, try and educate some of my colleagues on, uh, on the things that I've studied and learned about and have found to be successful, you know, useful in practice for, for better patient care. It's hard to create a career by yourself. Did you have any mentors along the way that really influenced you in your career and in your life? Um, you know, certainly my dad um, was a mentor as far as, you know, the things that, you know, it's, it, 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 to me it's never been normal just to have, a, have one job. He never did, you know. It was always, uh, you know, an extra business uh, along with, uh, you know, more, more than one thing that you're doing. Uh, certainly some of the um, surgeons I worked with over the years were, were mentors um, in learning how they, uh, you know, dealt with patients in a, you know, in a really kind and caring way. I was lucky to, to work for, for some really amazing uh, folks. So, you know, I think uh, it's, it's kind of a, a sum of all, all parts, you know, just the experiences that you have in, uh, in working in eye care. A lot of our listeners are either still students or just getting started in their careers. Is there anything you could tell them to help them get started and find the same success and enjoyment that you have? Differentiate. Find your niche, find your passion as far as eye care goes, and whether that, you know, is, is what I've done is, um, you know, in, in trying to uh, help uh, this, this blue light uh, problem that we have, or maybe you're interested in specialty contact lenses or whether it's low vision or, you know, strictly a medical eye care practice, um, you know, follow your passions and uh, whatever that may be and, and just try and stick to it and, and make it work, you know. Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars and to change the world. Harriet Tubman. Gary set out on a journey with a goal in mind, worked hard, never settled, and achieved his goals. Now he has embarked on an even larger mission to educate the eye care profession and battle the dangers of blue light and macular degeneration. I would like to thank Gary for sharing his story and insights with us. For all our younger listeners out there and those just getting started, remember what Gary said, find your passion and you can achieve whatever it is you desire. Please visit us at covalentcareers.com forward slash podcast and share your thoughts and experiences with us and with Gary. As always, thanks for listening to Identity. I hope you've enjoyed today's presentation and the story of Gary Morgan. See you next time.